What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 125 of the Taste Cast Weekly Podcast, where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And a couple of quick reminders to download and play Street Fighter V and PUBG. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll, 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 we'll let you know what we thought of those games. My fucking mouth is like, stop. Stop doing what you're doing. You're going too fast. <laughs> Our game of the month, picked by Chevy, is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Make sure to download that and play that as well. Uh, it is a uh, one to four player cooperative Final Fantasy game where you escort crystals around and fight things to try to make you not do that. Um, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment if you'd like your comment to be considered to be on the show. Uh, we have a segment every episode where we read your comments and reply to them. If you want that to happen for you, type in hashtag AskTLG. Otherwise, I pick at random. We have a Patreon link down below as well. You can support the channel further than liking, commenting, sharing the videos and watching them all the way through. Everything's appreciated. Thank you for the, your support. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything. So, uh, Tasty Cast typically start with what we've been playing, and I want to start with Chevy. I played some Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly just dabbled. So, I leveled my ninja a little bit, and that was about it. <clears throat> um, other than that, I downloaded. Uh, another Android emulator for my PC. Been kind of messing around with some random mobile games, and that's pretty much it. I have not been very motivated to play anything last week. So, wait. So you play Final Fantasy fourteen? Played an Android game? Doing well, a few. Yeah. What Android games? Uh, I tried the Seven Deadly Sins game. Uh, it's pretty good, but you got to be. A fan of the anime, otherwise it's probably going to be lost on you. Don't give a fuck. And then uh, played a little bit of Sin O Alice, which I like, but it is getting to a point now where I'm having a hard time leveling my characters up. So, unless there's something I'm missing, I've hit a wall with that game. And then uh, I recently started playing Epic 7, which is very anime, but uh, has a really fun combat system, so I've been enjoying that. Would you recommend any of them to anybody ever? Well, you I mean you gotta like mobile games in the first place. Otherwise, I would probably loosely recommend all three of them. So, <laughs> not me. I try every time. I try, can't do it. Yeah, that's you it. Know? No. Speaking of mobile games, I have tried out uh, X Cloud via the Game Pass app um, through uh, Xbox. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it is a cloud uh, gaming streaming service that is now part of the uh, whole. Game Pass Suite. It's 15 bucks for the whole thing. You get PC. This is an advertisement. I'm just letting you guys know what it is. <laughs> it is kind of an advertisement. Microsoft hit me up. Um, you get you get Game Pass on uh, PC and Xbox. You also get Xbox, Xbox Live, Xbox, and um, you also get now X Cloud, which is their cloud streaming. And I just want to talk about it real quick. I actually kind of showed you guys real fast um, what it's like. Um, you can play it on your Wi-Fi, which is definitely the way to do it. Or you can play it via, you know, whatever um, cell fucking service you got. Um, I'm sure on 5G it'd run great. Um, and you can play a bunch of games that are on Game Pass without downloading them. It's, uh, it's pretty fucking crazy. So, uh, so far I've tried Minecraft Dungeons, which um, 
is the only game I found so far that actually has on-screen controls. They really want you to use controller, which I would also say to do it because even on the screen, it had like the bumper buttons on the screen and shit. And I'm like, Ugh, uh. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Luckily, it's a pretty simple game, so a lot of it's just walk forward and hit A. Um, but that run pretty well. Um, when I was playing that at work, uh, just playing it off my service. Um, the quality would go down if I was starting to like kind of dip in my um, you know connection, and then uh, at one point I had to stop to buffer. So which I appreciated because I was getting attacked by like everybody at the time. So I was like, this is not the time to be lagging. Um, but for the most part, it plays really well. I was able to sit there and play for like 30, 40 minutes. Uh, and if the game was not playing you know very smoothly, I wouldn't be fucking. I wouldn't even waste my time doing it. So um, pretty cool. Played Resident Evil Seven. That's a weird one to be playing on your phone. Also played The Witcher Three. Very weird to play on your phone. Um, what else? Forza Horizon Four. Played that on my phone. That one's a little tricky because there's a very minute latency to it a lot of the times and in a game like that where you're driving like 146 miles per hour down the road and every little fucking adjustment can you know make you fly off the fucking road and kill you um you start to notice that just like if you were to play like a competitive shooter i don't think you'd have a good time unless that's the only way you can play the game then you're just gonna have to take what you can get um and for 15 bucks it's pretty pretty decent um but uh outside of that most games i've played they're like action type games are very playable um, it's really kind of crazy. I mean, we've been talking about, you know, the advent of cloud gaming on this channel since the channel has existed. Um, so it's kind of cool to finally see where it's at. Obviously, Stadia came out, didn't win anyone over. Um, but uh, as I've said a lot of times, you know, Xbox offering this as part of the package makes more sense. You know, I'm not sitting here, even though I, I kind of wanted to play it here at home on my laptop. You can't do that yet. Um I'm sure there's some kind of Android, you know, app you could download for your computer to do it. That, um, that when I got to play mobile games, immediately popped up and said, "Play Xbox games through." Interesting. Yeah, the app on this emulator. So, which is something I would want to try out on my laptop because my laptop plays like low end games just fine. It's more, you know, it's it's really a faster laptop. Doesn't have good graphical prowess, but um. With something like that, it'd be cool to be able to connect and play whatever the fuck I wanted on there, So, um, which I know is coming. Um, but yeah, to be able to do it on my phone, that was really cool. Um, and uh, it is still in beta, too, and it runs really well for a beta. Um, so I can't wait to see where they take it. I, I really think this will be a huge thing in the future when it comes to gaming and something that I think uh, PlayStation should look into. Um, they already have PS Now. But uh, that's, you know, just over the internet in a way that's like, uh, I mean, it's, that's still cloud gaming. But um, to be able to offer you to be able to play your saved games on your phone anywhere is really fucking cool. It's not the way I want to play games, but if I can play games like that while I don't have my other options, it's a cool way to go about it. So I definitely recommend it. it's 15 bucks. I mean, like if you, you know, got that spare 15 bucks a month, it's definitely worth checking out. Plus Game Pass in general, which has so many fucking games. Like there's one thing Xbox does well, it's Game Pass. I mean, that's Xbox to me now. It's not It's not the console anymore. The console's a mini PC that they're like, you want to play Game Pass on here? That's what it is. So, I mean, even the, the conversation on Twitter has turned into that. People are like, well, people will like bring something about PS5 and they're like, well, Game Pass offers this. I'm like, we're not even talking about PS5 versus Xbox anymore. We're talking about PS5 versus Game Pass, <laughs> which, uh, I mean, Game Pass is great. So if that's the if that's the hill you want to fight on, cool. Um, real games that I've downloaded and played. Uh, uh, let's see. I got Diabotical, 
which is only on the Epic Games Store, kind of lame. It is a straight-up ripoff of uh, Quake, and uh, that's a good thing. I love Quake. Um, they don't really make Quake anymore. They make Quake Champions. It's pretty fun. Um, and this is exactly that. Every weapon does what Quake weapons do. Um, I recognize every single weapon. You know, they all work the exact same way you would uh, you would hope for. It's kind of neat because it's like colorful and friendly looking. Everybody's playing a robot, a big circular robot that jumps around. You get stickers you get to put on the robot, so like you can make faces or just put random shit on there to customize your your robot. You get different skins for your weapons, so there's stuff to unlock there, which I'm always for. Um, it doesn't play good though, which sucks. Um, it feels like it'd play really tight, but like the aiming feels kind of off. It's a little floaty, and in a game like that, it needs to be really tight. Um, I'm really, I'm a real big fan of Quake, so it's it's hard for me to go. Mm, I don't know. I, I installed it pretty quickly. It's fucking, it's gone. So um, it's a neat idea. Hopefully, they tighten it up a bit. But um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that a game like that. I mean, it's, I think it's free. I'm pretty sure I didn't buy it. Um, <laughs> I didn't pay for it. I was thinking, I was like, did I buy it? No, I didn't. Um, I probably gave it a little longer of a chance if I bought it just to justify the uh, the purchase. Um, it's neat though, but I, I don't like that it's only on Epic Game Store. It's you know limiting the amount of people who can play it, um, and it's not as good as it could be. Although I like where their heads at, and uh, I I hope they support it and make it better. Uh, played more Spellbreak, which is that magic based um, battle royale. It's very fun. I like it a lot. Um, I don't like how much the cosmetic items you unlock cost per how much you make per match. It does not seem fair. It's definitely like, hey, you know, this is a free-to-play game. we got to make money, and I get that. I'm 100% willing to support you, but you also got to make it a little more fair. Let, make it kind of easy for me to get a couple cosmetics and then go, yeah, you know, I kind of want that one too, so I'm going to buy that. Like, I'm not opposed to doing that. Mm -hmm. This one feels a little like it's really trying to go like, the game's fun, huh? Well... It's gonna take a long time to unlock that shit, and I don't like that. So that's the only thing. It's my big criticism. And for anyone who's like, "Well, you just gotta be, you just gotta win. You gotta win." I've I've won. I've won, fucking like four or five matches now. Yeah, some games can just feel a little uh, hungrier than others. Yeah, yeah and right. it does. It does. They could tweak it a little bit, but like, I've I've got like five hundred coins right now. It costs like twelve hundred for the low end shit. And I'm just like, well, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll be able to get one eventually, something. But uh, you get a piece in the next three years. Yeah, and then I have to do it all over again, and I'm just like, mm. so that feels a bit predatory. But the game itself is really fun. Um, I think it's either GameSpot or IGN came out and said uh, that the game is fun and nails pretty much everything about it, except for the map could use some work. And I 100% agree with them. It was really weird to read something from any of the publications and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i agree with that that's cool i don't always have to agree with you but when i'm like when i disagree with you like 99 percent of the time you say something i'm like wait yeah no i'm, I'm with you um so uh yeah spellbreak's cool it's free to play it's on everything and it cross plays with everything so uh really if you're you're curious about it i've been trying to get josh to play it for fucking like a week and he keeps like just like derailing he's like oh okay cool oh but i've been playing this i'm like yeah but spellbreak's like oh okay yeah that sounds great but uh anyway and then, like, I was talking to him, he's like, is it on, like, PC or something? And I'm like, it's on everything. You can play it wherever the fuck you want, and you can play with me on any console you want. It doesn't matter. Just pick your poison. It's like, oh, maybe I'll have to download it. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, played more Last of Us Part Two. Uh, getting closer to beating that. Didn't put as much time in it as I wanted to. I, I woke up, like, an hour early before I had to leave for work, and I just played it a little bit. Um, 
And yeah, I hope to beat that this week. I'm on vacation this week. So I plan on trying to knock out uh, Last of Us Part 2. I want to put time into Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I want to put time into Ghost of Tsushima and other games. I want to do some streams this week as well, but um, which I've already done too. Make sure to go check out Bigfoot and fucking Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, we played those, uh, and I'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Last of Us Part 2, though. want to beat it. going to beat it. And speaking of Deep Rock Galactic, we played that yesterday. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We played for almost five hours. Um, did a lot of digging. Did a lot of coordinated efforts. Did a lot of fuck, get fucked by the uh, game deciding that it needed to really just send everything it had at us. There's like four different missions we went on where it just sent like a shitload of detonators at us, which are these big guys who take a lot of hits. And when they die, they fucking explode and blow up like a whole room. Um, a lot of lava level missions that we had to go on, which always exacerbates um, traversal, also, you know, combat, because when you blow up the ground on those maps, it leaves lava and you can't walk there anymore. So it gets kind of tricky. Um, but it's still really fun. Um, I'll let you obviously talk about um, your thoughts on it uh, in a sec, but uh, it was cool to actually get to play with you yeah. uh, on it because we were streaming. You're like, hey, can I hop in? I'm like, fuck yeah. So uh, you're playing Scout. I was playing uh, <laughs> Trailer. Uh, I was called Digger, which I mean, same thing, but it's not his name. Uh, and then we had somebody playing uh, Engineer and somebody playing Gunner for a while. So that was uh, cool to have a full team and uh, I'd like to do it again. Um, and then I played Bigfoot also with people. Shout out to everyone I played with. Uh, we did a stream of that as well. And Bigfoot is a very cheaply made $15 game where you and up to four other people get to hunt Bigfoot. And that's literally the game. You get to hunt him, and he's very fast. He's very fast, very spry, very sporadic. He has, his AI is either attack you or run, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes he'll attack you for whatever reason, whether... I don't know. And sometimes he'll run away for whatever reason. He's There's, moody. Like, you can put a trap down, he'll just skip it and come and beat your ass. Uh, you can shoot him and he'll come run at you and beat the fuck out of you. You can shoot him and he'll run away. Like, he really doesn't have... I, I feel like he's confused the whole time. Because, like, there's nothing really going on. Anyway, in this game, you start off uh, at, like, a helicopter uh, on one map or a car on the other map. And uh, you grab all your equipment. One of the levels has equipment. The other one, you have to go find it. I don't know why they showed up there looking for Bigfoot without equipment. But the first one, they were smarter about it. And they brought rifles and a drone, a really shitty drone. Um, and uh, tracking bolts, all sorts of shit. And you grab all that stuff. And you go out in the woods. You put traps down that attract everything except for Bigfoot. They come. They look at the trap. You grab your gun and blast them. And you, you're out hunting, too, I guess. Um and then, yeah, Bigfoot sometimes just shows himself and will just come attacking you. <laughs> like, you feel like you're supposed to be out there hunting this mysterious Bigfoot, and sometimes he just, like, shows up, comes running at you, and starts beating the fuck out of everybody. And it's really scary. And then he'll run away. As soon as he drops everybody, he just runs away. Um, it's a fucking drive-by uh, flipping. Um, and uh, the, I really like the idea of the game. I really like what the game could be. It's really undercooked. Um, understandably so. It looks like it did not take very long to make or that one to two people worked on it, which is good for them. Uh, it works as a game uh, sometimes. But a couple things I don't like about it, and people keep offering me, you know, like, well, you're supposed to trap him. You're supposed to blah, 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 all the stuff. I get that. Uh, but everybody there has got rifles, full-on rifles. And uh, you have rifle rounds, bullets. It doesn't say tranks on the box. 
and when you shoot him, it literally does like this much damage per bullet. Even when you shoot Josh in the face over and over and over again, it does like this much damage to Josh's face. Um, I, I tested. Um, and uh, I mean, traps are pretty effective. I put one of those down, I walked over and I went, and I went face first in dirt, boom, just hit the ground. That was fucked up. Someone else we played with stood in the trap and it made them fly into the sky after we rezzed her, which was weird. Um, I didn't get to see that on my screen, but everybody else is seeing it apparently. Uh, let's see, and it's it's there's, there's just a lot of fucking weird shit going on in this game. A lot of like this game's not finished, not remotely close to finished uh, stuff going on in this game. Oh, and then like when we did the snow level, fucking the Yeti, it's just Bigfoot only, you know, super fucking bright. Um, we're looking for him. I walk in a cave, and I look over to the right, and I thought I saw like a bush, and then I see it's Bigfoot and his head stuck in the wall. He's just head stuck in there. He's going, oh, just kind of growling and shit. I look down just to confirm, and he's got not big feet, but medium-sized feet. But he's definitely got feet. And uh, I was just like, I found Bigfoot. And I was like, fucking kill him. And I'm like, okay. So I run up and start slicing him up. And even then, it fucking took forever to just right, burn him down. Right. I had to wait till uh, Cody to show up. He fired one shot and barely did damage. I'm like, just get your knife out. Let's go. And he fucking runs over. And we're just cutting him up. It's going a little faster. Finally, he drops on the ground, and we fucking captured him. Like, we took knives, and we cut him up for fucking 20 minutes. And then when he's weak from that, we put him in a cage and sent him off. I'm like, that's that's kind of fucking cruel. We also, just to throw it out there, started the game. Cody was completely against killing Bigfoot. He was kind of upset about it. We started the game, he's like, we, we're going to kill him? I'm like, yeah, we're hunting him. <laughs> and he's like, we don't got to fucking kill him. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, we're gonna. That's what we gotta do. <laughs> After he got his ass kicked a couple times, his his opinion changed, which makes sense. He's you know suddenly like, okay, let's go kill this fucking guy. Um, Revenge. But, but before that, he was talking about Harry and the Hendersons, all sorts of shit. He was not he was not happy about killing Bigfoot. Um, which uh, respect to him because the, the the other uh, or the other three of us fucking we were um we were ready to murder that guy as soon as we showed up. So. uh yeah, I like how Cody showed up not knowing what he was getting into. Mm-hmm. Even when we left the camp, he left without a rifle and just had a flare gun. And then he pretended he didn't fucking... He was like, oh, I forgot to bring the rifle because he didn't want to kill Bigfoot. He's just out there going like, run, Bigfoot, run! <laughs> Shooting flares and shit. Bigfoot's not that smart, though. Bigfoot uh, likes to get fucking handsy and take rounds to the face. I shot that guy so many times. <laughs> that Okay, last thing about this. I shot him so many times, and Josh says he shot him a bunch of times. So fucking, after all those shots, we got him down like a sixth of the health bar. It's crazy. Rebalance that shit. Changes AI up a bit. Fucking, there's one point where like we put a trap down where we're just waiting. We're not even moving. I hear him just going, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, is it coming to the trap? He just comes right up the hill, looks at me and comes over to me and just kills me. I'm like, at least somebody did something, man. We've been doing a whole lot of fucking nothing out here. Then he went over, killed Josh, and Josh literally went, huh? or he made some weird noise. He was like, huh? or something, and he fucking died. It like literally scared him. So, anyway, um, if you got fifteen bucks to waste, um, and you're curious about the game, I would definitely say check it out. But you're not gonna hundred percent like it. <laughs> you're not. I mean, if you look at the, it's so weird too. You look at the reviews of the game on Steam; they're all positive. The game's very positively reviewed. That's the reason I bought it. And you go through there, and people are just like, 
Mmm, monkey. That's the fucking review. And all these people are saying weird things about monkeys in the fucking comments. It's like a bunch of trolls play this game and they love it. Because it's stupid. And they're just fucking reviewing it positively. And I was like, okay. I, I, part of me gets that. I'm kind of them. Um, but at the same time, too, I'm a responsible, logical human being. And I'm like, I don't know if people should buy this. So, uh, and then if you look at the server list, they're all named really crazy things. So the communities, it definitely has a community of Bigfoot hunters. I'd like to play it more, but I'd like to hope they're going to update it. I don't know if they will. So, yeah. Huh. So what I've been playing. Um, well, I've been playing a little bit of 14, did the raid, and kind of just hopped out after that. I haven't really been playing it much other than the raiding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't have too much to do in the game, though, because like I've got a max of every class, except for like you know one in each category missing. But they're all in like 60s, 70s, so I don't have too much further to go in all those. Gotcha. Um, and then all that's left is raiding and hardcore content, which I'm not super... Interested in the super hardcore content, but I like raiding because I'm with the free company, the guild. So mm-hmm. I like you know, doing that stuff, figuring it out. But we're stuck in a wall with Conflag and Rock to Pasta Mama. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. I've just been calling it pasta. The pasta. The pasta's got us stuck and it's, it's getting a little tiresome, but you know, it's whatever. Um, and then I've been playing <clears throat> World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a max level character already. And How I, much time did that take? Maybe two, three days. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Maybe, if that even. That's wild. Uh, I'm, I've been leveling... My max character is a, is a druid, um, just because I like to be able to fly and pick up objects at the same time. I don't like to have to mount and dismount and do it. So I can just fly and swoop in at objectives, pick up the objects, and just fly away without fighting anything. It's great. Sounds about right. <laughs> Um, but I'm leveling a monk right now because I like those classes that could be tank heals or DPS. You know, multi-classing mm. is great. That's cool. And uh, I'm already in the 80s as of I feel like two days of grinding, if that. Are you liking it? It's all right. Yeah. It's just nostalgia, really, at this yeah. point. It's a lot of nostalgia. Um, but it's fun when I play with people. By myself, it's kind of just kind of like a, I'm going to play it in the background while I watch something kind of mindless grinding. Yeah, that's what I do with Guild Wars 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... It's fun. I mean, I'm playing an undead monk, so I have no jaw, so my tongue just kind of waggles as I walk about. It's great. Going on a walkabout. <laughs> His name is Hurlbart. It's great. It's great. Um, I also played a little bit of Deepwater Galactic. Yep. Uh, I was the scout, and then I didn't even realize I had a zipline until like the third mission. When you yeah. guys were like, "Use your zipline," I'm like, "My what? Use yeah. the what?" Like <laughs> zipline. And then you jumped on Josh's zipline, and I was like, no, 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 I mean grappling hook. <laughs> and then I wouldn't stop using it. I was just yeah. flying out. That's, that's what he's good for. <laughs> I've um, seen a couple times playing with random people, like, we'll be, like, in a level of super vertical, and someone just falls and dies. And they just go, just fly down there, get him back up, and then fly back up, and then the guy's got to find a way up and shit. <laughs> I'm like, you're alive, so fucking, you can't really complain. <laughs> It's fun. I, I did find a weird, I don't know if it's a bug or whatnot, but uh, I was able to push Runty around while I was on. Yeah, not me though. My zipline, I could just get behind her and just and just take off with her. I mean, that's that sounds kind of handy. <laughs> it was pretty neat. It's like some Batman shit. <laughs> with oh. me though, you're like, you're like, get ready. I'm just looking at you. I'm like, what? And you're like, all right, let's go. And you just went right past me. <laughs> I look up, and you're just like, up on there, and you're still talking like we went. I'm just looking at you, and they turn, you're like, what? 
You didn't come up here. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, okay, hold on. Come back down and try it out. You ended up falling and fucking dying while doing this. And then a fucking swarm showed up. Yep. I'm like, oh. of course. The game's like, oh, they're fucking around. Send them in. <sighs> but they're fun. I like the mobility of it. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Um, it's a fun game, though, overall. Just getting drunk on your character. and Pretty much. Yeah, you sit around drinking. <laughs> drinking, dancing, and mining. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I've been playing a lot of is, uh, well, I played a little bit of Street Fighter. Can't talk about that. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter lately. Um, just kind of grinding out again, trying to get back up there to the end game content before the new monster, the last monster comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't decide even now what weapons I like to play with. Cause I always have a problem with choosing weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I play everything, everything. But, uh, I've been trying to focus on dual daggers at this point cause Mobility. I really like mobility these days. Oh, yeah. Before I was like hunting horn and sword and board, just kind of utility weapons, and now I'm just like, I gotta go fast. Yeah, I used to, I used to use uh, the fucking daggers often, but then I really got into the fucking the insect glaive, so, mm-hmm. which is also a pretty mobile weapon. So. I also played a little bit of Monster Hunter on the, the Switch. What is that one called? Generations. Generations. And man, going back to that, like, I even tried the Insect Glaive, it is completely different. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so hard to use that weapon on, on Generations. Like, mm-hmm. You can't change directions I wasn't, in I the wasn't air. a fan of the thing originally, yeah. and then I played it in fucking World, and I was like, oh my god, I love this thing. Yeah, they changed it completely. Yeah. It's so much smoother and easier to control, and before it was just literally just like a pole vault. You're like, oh, I'm going up and down. Yeah, that's what I remember. Because I was like, oh, that sounds cool, and then, like, because I like staffs in games typically, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I like mobility, and then, yeah, I played it, like, on the older games, and I was like, I don't know if I like this, because it felt like, kind of sticky, kind of felt stiff the way you move, yeah. and then in fucking world, you're just, like, flying around like a helicopter, and <laughs> jumping on people, and doing backflips and shit, and it's way more preferable for me. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't I haven't touched the Insight Glaives too much in that game, in the new one, world, but, uh, I... I think about it now and then but i'm like nope just gotta focus on what i'm doing stay with this one josh hit me up yesterday trying to get me to buy that on pc i humored it you can get to the base game really fucking quick did they change that there's an armor set and weapons that are made specifically to that you can make out of like just a piece of iron that can get you to the base game really Hmm. fast interesting it's still the same like amount, like still monster hunts and all that stuff, but the armor is so strong and the weapons are so strong, like can you just like beat the shit out of monsters and get out of there? Yeah, that's probably the way I'd want to do it then, because I don't really want to go through the whole game again as much, as fun as it is. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. I put like fucking not as much as a lot of people, but like three hundred hours into it. And I don't want to put another three hundred hours into the same progress I've made. Right, right. And you know, that character that set will carry you all the way up to Iceborne. The once you get Iceborne, hmm. you have to start making sets. Yeah, because I've only done like five different hunts in Iceborne. Yeah, so, barely touched Iceborne. So if I just could, you know, get up to Iceborne, I w- I'd pretty much be doing what I'm already doing right now. You can so. do it in a day. You can sit down for a whole day's worth of gameplay and just blast through it. And you said it loads faster in PC and all that shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I, he was he was telling me about it. I was I was humoring it. So if you even if you I have the high res texture pack, that takes a little bit, a little bit faster than what PlayStation Four is. But it's high text or high res textures. Mm-hmm. Without that, it's just like go, go, go. Hmm. Huh. Maybe the third time I bought that game, but I don't mind supporting that game. So fucking, I got I got hit up on Instagram today 
uh, by, oh, I guess I won't really use their name, but um, they, uh, I had brought up, you know, if they humored playing Final Fantasy fourteen and they said MMOs are too addictive for them, so they don't, uh, didn't really want to, but they were playing a lot of Monster Hunter World. I was like, yeah, I've seen you play with Chris a lot uh, lately. And uh, he's like, so you picked that up and you play? I was like, I don't know if I want to go through the whole game again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let you know if I pick it up, so... I'm glad I'm not super addicted to MMOs. Like, I love them. I enjoy playing them, but I've never been addicted to one. It's just good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd say addicted either. I definitely enjoy playing them a lot. Though. I don't know, man. You're yeah. fucking... You're into 14. Sure, I really enjoy it, but, I mean, I've barely been playing that lately, too, so... It's a good way to pass the time. <sighs> I'm not really playing to do. anything yeah. lately, though, so... I mean, if someone calls me, like, hey, let's go hang out, and there's no, no corona going about I'd be like yeah sure drop the game go but yeah something else going on I'm gonna sit there and game my brains out <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty much what MMOs are for me <laughs> it's like I'm not doing anything I'm gonna play an MMO yeah yeah so yeah anything else not that I can think of no me neither anything else no I didn't play anything <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games are you really enjoying? Have you played Bigfoot? Do you have any interest in Bigfoot? Did I sell you Bigfoot? Are you excited to play Bigfoot? Um, hopefully it comes out on next-gen consoles. Because that is a big old game. Damn. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Chris. Yeah, let us know everything you think about in the comments below. All right, we are playing catch-up again. Uh, this only came out like a day or two ago. But um, we are going to be watching the Monster Hunter uh, direct, which is uh, when they showed off the new Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I think this came out what seventeenth, so yeah, we're three days late. Um, and yeah, I've only seen a couple things on this, um, so this will be pretty. Uh, you know, this is gonna be a big surprise for me. Although I did see that. Well, you probably haven't seen anything on it, so I'm not gonna talk about it. So. Yeah, we're going to watch this, we're going to react to it, we're going to talk about it. Um, it's kind of weird to be reacting to a Monster Hunter video again, because, I mean, that was like, you know, midway through this channel's life, something that we did a lot, we gained a lot of subscribers from that. It's kind of exciting to see a new Monster Hunter uh, coming out. So, uh, anything you guys want to say before we watch this? I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, Alright, let's just watch it. Hello there, everyone. I'm Ryozo Tsujimoto, producer at Capcom. In this direct, we'll be showing off the latest games in the Monster Hunter series. To kick things off, please take a look at this announcement trailer. If you insist. I guess so. I just got an important letter. 
It looks like we've got a rampage on our hands. Hey, what happens? Yeah. Crane! Oh, crane fire monster! Touch from the dawn. Alligator. Yeah, I kinda look like it. That monster is no yeah. Magnum Hollow. That that'll boy right there. This one is definitely gone. Very, very Japanese. Yeah. I love it. Which is cool, yeah. Looks different. Doesn't look just like world. <laughs> Umbrella one. It's crap like power. Yeah, I guess you're done. Sorry, that was a calm on. Very cool. New weapons. Awesome. Shall we go? This is. Uh, oh. Are they gonna summon Mothra? <laughs> oh! <laughs> so next year, uh, pretty early on. That was uh, a lot more unique than I was expecting. Yeah. So, what did you think about Monster Hunter Rise? Pretty cool. The rise in the title refers to the idea of hunters running up cliffs and making yeah, use of the verticality that. of the environment, as well as our desire to create a game that gets lots of people around the world bursting with excitement. Yeah, that's crazy. Monster Hunter is a hunting action game series where players get to confront huge monsters in majestic natural environments. Them, you're like, hey, you. it's I heard what you said about me. Like, what? I can't fucking say that. This new entry will take advantage of the portability of the Nintendo Switch to provide a Monster Hunter experience that anyone can enjoy whenever and wherever Which I love. they we'll talk about that. Now, before we talk more about the game itself, I'd so like to introduce Yasunori so. Ichinose, like the it, game's yeah. director. They're actually from... Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Yasunori Ichinose, the director. It's nice to be here today. First, I'd like to talk about the new actions we've added to this game. Here's a ninja. This game will let you go to all kinds of places on the map, such as cliffs and elevated platforms. These new actions are made possible thanks to a little creature called the Wirebug. It's called fucking Monster Guidance Sigma. The player carries several of these small bugs around, and they allow you to climb to a variety of places that would normally be out of reach. Huh. You just get the fuck around. Additionally, there's a great variety of actions you can perform by combining the Wirebugs with attacks. Using these unique attacks with your favorite weapon is what the combat is going to be all about. Hell yeah. Oh, Thanks to the wirebug, that's cool. there's now a lot more variation in movements and attacks, what is that? leading to versatile, fast-paced combat. Oh, it's, it's the sword and board, but it's... Next, I'd like to talk more about the environments. Yeah, that's weird. When you start a quest, you'll be whisked to an open map that forms one single, seamless locale. It feels yeah, like interesting. Probably using the same. Yeah, well, they definitely are. There's some animations there that look the same. Of course, we've made sure to create the locales to make full use of the Wirebug's abilities. 
Now I'd like to tell you a little bit about one of the new areas in this game, which we already showed a glimpse of in the trailer just now, called the Shrine Japan. Ruins. From the starting camp, you <laughs> run down the mountain to get to the main field. This area is characterized by the scattered ruins of an ancient shrine, hence the name. I can't explain in too much detail, but there are lots of things to discover across each locale, so I hope you take the time to explore when going on your hunts. That's so weird. Next, I'd like to show you a new type of canine buddy known as a palamute. Palamute. The Palco Palamute. These canines can run around with hunters sitting on their backs. While you're riding one, your stamina doesn't decrease, so you can keep running at high speed for as long as you want. Mm. Just running vertically up the fucking cliff. It's like watching You'll also be able to perform various <laughs> actions, like using Ow. certain items, or recover your health. It's like the, the Raider Riders. As an attacker type, they will help you out in various ways. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Naturally, the feline palico from past games also make their return again. I love his outfit. They will help you out as a support type. What the hell are those things? Looks like the healing. You can take two buddies you with you on a quest, and you are free to decide which combination of buddies that you want. That reminds me of Jenner. Is that generations that did that, or is that? Bring one yeah, buddy yeah. with yeah. them. That's neat. That means we're missions. Next, I'd like to talk about the new monsters. First, this is the flagship monster for this game, Magnamalo. We can't show it in full yet, but it's a fearsome fanged wyvern with a strong air of menace about it. It's very Japanese. The next monster is Aknosom. Aknosom is a bird wyvern that attacks hunters with its characteristic crest by changing its shape and using it as a weapon. This monster is the bird wyvern Great Izuchi. Its main characteristic Damn. is that it tends to move around in groups of three, attacking all at once or in succession. The key to hunting them lies in how you defend looking. And this is the amphibian Tetranodon. It swallows up gravel to expand its body and then charges at hunters. Try. As its body changes, so do its attacks. So you'll need to change your approach on the fly while dealing with them. As you can see, Tetranodon and Arzuros are in a fight. We are working on new gameplay elements that fights between monsters. We'll share more about this later of course, oh, there are other returning monsters, wrestling. including Arzuros <laughs> and <laughs> So please look forward to more fight you monster in my stomach. in the future. <laughs> Next, I'd like to show your base in this game. Okay. Your base in this game is called Kamura Village. Yeah, is a hunter needs, like the smithy and other facilities and all kinds of colorful characters. 
The story in this game unfolds through the characters of this village. I just got an important letter. It looks like we've got a rampage on our hands. <laughs> Commander I can't say anything Hachi. yet about the rampage, <laughs> but we are aiming to provide a new experience with this. So please look forward to future announcements. We hope you liked what we've shown so far. To close things off, I'd like to share the release date and the details on the different versions. As we announced in the trailer, the game will release on March 26, 2021, and you'll be able to choose from the following versions. The Standard Edition and the Deluxe Edition with a bundle of recommended DLC. That's cool. Supply will be limited. Damn. All versions will include cheeks. special layered armor for your Palamute and Palico, plus a novice talisman as pre-order bonus. his hands. That's gross. It's kind of creepy. Also, we will be releasing these three amiibo from Monster Hunter Rise on the same. Oh, they weren't showing Magnamalo off too too much. Yeah. Using there he is right there. Lets you unlock special layered armor. On top of that, you can also enter a daily lottery in the game for a variety of useful items. We will provide more yeah, details on these amiibo in the cards future. Okay. Instead. So they do have we layered hope armor. You'll get them along game, with the game. Nice. Mm -hmm. The game will also have some compatibility features with Monster Hunter Stories 2, which we also announced today. Please look forward to Thanks. more information on okay. that as well. More monsters. For more information about Monster Hunter Rise, please check out our official website, which will go up later today. Literally Capcom going Pre-orders for the download like version Hunter, right? start well, shortly after more this Monster Hunter Direct. Monster and Wolf sold so to well. Makes sense. And have yeah. A look. yeah, I really hope they're working on Please this check with your local they retailer for pre-order information. They're closing out Monster and World with yeah. fucking this last update. <laughs> That's all for Monster Hunter Rise for now. But Mr. Ichinose has a few final words for you. Thank you for watching this good. introduction kind of, of Monster Hunter Rise. This this point. We are currently working hard on completing the development of this new Monster Hunter game. Your reaction to this announcement will give us strength and motivation. So please let us know what you think. Please look forward to future updates. We hope you'll enjoy Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, I will. Enjoy the hell out of it. And I have to buy a controller. Alright, next up, it's my pleasure to introduce the newest RPG in the Monster Hunter series. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Please take a look. No, I refuse. And I said please, but I just can't. This one's just really fun, but I wasn't yeah, I never played it. so overwhelmed with the amount of 3DS RPGs I had that I just did not pick it up. It's no mere coincidence that you were given Red's kinship stone, and now a Rathalos egg. This is destiny. I'm so glad you're still alive. I thought I'd never see you again. Okay, pal, let's do this! Come on. 
Damn. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, but it'll work out. Impressive hug. Red? Moon's blessing emerge. Quick, hurry! We don't know if it's the right monster. Our mission is to see if it truly has catastrophic power. Rathalos are disappearing from their natural habitats. Bye. Why did I not play the last one? You don't play mobile games. Is this a mobile game? Well, this one looks like it's on Switch. That looks, yeah, way too clean. Yep, Switch. Good. Apparently they don't make 3DS games anymore. Good. Actually, they're discontinuing them. Yeah, they stopped. Yeah. In this game, you'll Just become a monster rider, traveling the world with forever. your monster companions as you tackle quests and experience a rich story set in the Monster Hunter universe. <laughs> yep. You'll be joined on your adventure by a number of popular monsters from the main series. To it. And the bonds you forge together will have far-reaching implications as the plot unfolds. more likely to pick this one up then. Our emotional story begins with That's the mass awesome. disappearance oh, of Rathalos from around the world. <laughs> we too busy going vertical. As the descendant of the legendary writer named Red, I'm busy going vertical. You have a fateful encounter with a librarian girl who has been entrusted <laughs> with an egg. Before lunch. I can't say much more at this point in time, but just as the title of story suggests. We're working hard to provide fans what with a fantastic one? narrative worthy of the series. Long. I think so, yeah. On top of that, one play, we're including yeah, elements that connect this game with mobile. Monster Hunter Rise, I don't so please look forward to that as well. What are you gonna get me? With the game slated for release in summer 2021, we hope that Monster Hunter fans and all fans of RPGs so in general will enjoy Monster Hunter, Hunter next Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. We can't wait to reveal more about this game in the future, so stay tuned. Today, we introduced you to two new titles, Monster Hunter Rise It's and interesting Monster how they've made Monster Hunter on everything, which is great, it's awesome. Glad everybody can play Monster Hunter, it's like We've the best Monster Hunter. We've created official websites and social media accounts offers, for each title, but that they're still so please making, go check them out. You know, unique ones for. We are also Nintendo, planning to provide more updates at TGS also 2020 online on September kind of a similar 25th, thing to like Fire Emblem, where there's and Capcom TGS Live 2020 on September yeah. 26th, while still keeping core fundamentals. So please stay tuned for more information. Thank you for watching this Monster Hunter Direct. <laughs> I don't have time for all this crap. Huh. It's still so weird to see how big Monster has gotten because, like, back in the day, like, it was just a game called Monster Hunter, just fucking straight up Monster Hunter. Yeah. You look at it, just like fucking tribal dudes going after fucking big monsters, <laughs> and now it's like Monster Hunter, and everybody's like, "Fuck yeah!" And I'm like, "Man, things have just changed so much." <laughs> uh, what do we think? That's cool. I uh, I'm looking forward to being able to to get a Monster Hunter experience on the Switch, um, especially because that system does allow for sitting at home playing video games or if whenever traveling is a thing again uh taking it with you mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. and it's awesome and i like i said kind of a little bit earlier i like that every time a monster hunter comes out it's always like a new experience too because i remember even playing like you know monster hunter like three and four um and then generations and each one like there's something 
new to it. Uh, you know, like, I, was it Generations that had, like, the, the stances or styles or whatever yeah, in yeah. it? Which was completely different feeling game mm-hmm. at that point. Yep, yep. Um, World, like, really just kind of, like, made it a very smooth action experience type <laughs> game with out, getting rid of the zone loading and stuff like that and just making a real grand experience and now that we have that they can kind of take that quirkiness they 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 had and still have that open world stuff yeah um with this game so i'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it's gonna be a good hybrid between like old monster hunter feel and new monster hunter mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what i got out of it too is it it, it seems to marry um the the modernity of uh monster hunter world where what we're used to now in gameplay and stuff like that but it also um, is kind of has some of that experimental nature that you're expecting from some of the older iterations. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's neat that they've got this engine to work on Switch. Um, obviously, you can see in some of the environments, um, the geometry of the uh, environments is, is a little less circular uh, to you know make it run on the Switch. But I'm still thoroughly impressed because I know the Switch is a much weaker console than the modern or current consoles right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really neat. Uh, you know, it seems like there's a lot less things going on in the background too, with like you know, um, ambient life stuff like that. But um, uh, it seems to run great. It seems like you know they got a lot of the animations from World going on here, um, and uh, the fights seem to be. It, it's just interesting because like I think about like the older Monster Hunters, um, and uh, how like you know more stiff they felt and stuff like that. And I kind of expected something like that more so on the Switch, but they've managed to bring a Monster Monster Hunter World experience to the switch while keeping it completely unique kind of like what you're talking about and what we were saying as we watched it you know the setting is brand new so that's exciting there's new weapons there there's new mechanics of running up stuff riding um you could ride stuff in world but like uh to have like a dedicated um uh, buddy with you that you can ride at the same time and you know use your items equipment stuff like that mm-hmm. very cool i love the idea of having two different um uh, people with you at the same time and mix and match it's really fucking cool um and yeah it looks to it looks like it's gonna give uh just like i forgot what they called this but the uh this fucking bug grappling hook thing um really cool like this is giving you experience that you can't get in world and i love that they're you know if they're gonna make a different game with a different name make it different and they did completely um while still maintaining monster hunter so that's really fucking exciting to me um and then yeah this uh monster hunter stories or whatever the hell something ruin wing something um Looks really neat. I thought the first one looked really neat, but I never got to play it. For sure. Um, so I'm glad this is coming to Switch. I will pick it up 100%. Um, I even remember when, when the first one came out, you were telling me about it because I had kind of just dismissed it when it came out. Yeah. And you were telling me about all the features and like the amount of like in-depth content that was available to the game. And that aspect was very appealing to me because one of the things I miss from uh, RPGs a lot of time is they don't have like extras yeah yeah for sure and uh it seemed like it was just chock full of that so hopefully they bring that along uh when they make this as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just really cool to have two monster games next year that i know of that i will be picking up and playing uh that are going to be completely different experiences than world um a game that i'm humoring buying for the third time on pc um (laughs) you know because it's such a great everybody knows monster world's fucking fantastic it's such a good game and for what you pay for it the value just how much you get with it how well supported capcom just coming back fucking stronger than ever um you know uh whatever they do next i'll I'll be excited for but uh yeah this looks awesome this is not something i expected i expected a monster in a world 
port to switch and we got something completely different uh then with all the new monsters i think they all look really cool i love the japanese theming of the game like everything's very japanese the the monsters are very japanese and a lot of the ways that they're designed um and uh the armors and all sorts of shit so it's just uh it's cool it just feels different so really excited it does remind me a lot of like older monster hunters and just like the way it looks yeah i'm really curious as how the gameplay is going to be because i mean i, I i've played all the older monster hunters before just like you guys mm-hmm. um and then playing world and going back to one of the older ones you can definitely feel like the the sluggish nature of the older ones yeah and i really hope they maintain the the combat styles of world into this as well as like the item systems because they were so streamlined yep. and i know a lot of people complained about that. like well it's not the same experience i mean it's 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 a little less about maintaining constantly all this inventory at all times which i still fucking do anyways in mm-hmm. world but it's just it's just more streamlined and i hope yeah. they bring it into it i want to see more info about like you know how that gameplay works and how the weapons work um but overall i'm just i'm excited about it i mean i'm i I like anything that's got a nice authentic japanese theme to it yeah um and this looks like i mean it's made by a japanese company so you know they're gonna ones who are gonna do it right and it looks fantastic it looks amazing so far although japanese companies were jealous of uh sucker punch and what they do with ghost tsushima they're Mm -hmm. like why can't we do this so uh yeah triple a um but i get what you're saying completely you know if if you're gonna get you know really fun with japanese theming you know japanese company's gonna go all out with that Mm -hmm. someone else is only gonna kind of go like wolves katanas you guys know what those are yeah we're gonna have those in the game we have ninja see there's ninjas in it they got the ninja stars you've seen ninja turtles before um, so yeah, I agree with that. I just, I hope that they add, show us in the future maybe more weapons, because I know there's yeah. lots of weapons from other games that have been brought over, like the Magnet Axe is one of them, the Tonfas were another one, that have been made appearances in other games that have not made appearances in American versions of the games. And mm-hmm. I really hope they bring something like that to the table. It'd be really nice to see, because variety is, is a great thing to have, especially in Monster Hunter. There's already a shit ton of weapons already, yeah. but it's always nice to have more. Oh, yeah, of course. If you maintain all the weapons that already exist and add more to it, it's just more ways to play. I mean, I know so many people who will pick, like, a main weapon at first, play through the game, and then, of course, go back and start fucking around with all of them, so. Yeah, that's pretty much my MO. I, I went through the whole game of Longsword, and then once I got to post-game, I started dabbling in other things and ended up having um, as much fun and sometimes more fun with other weapons, depending mm-hmm. on the fight. So um, the game allows for that, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also glad they're keeping the layered armor settings because it's really yep. nice. It's a really nice feature to have. Um, and oh, I forgot what the last one I had. I had another point that totally just escaped my mind. Oh, weapons. I, I hope they go back to the old way of Monster Hunter weapons where they mm. all have unique looks to them, all yeah. based on what the monsters look like. And they're not just like, here's this bone sword with a different sloth of skins covering it. I think I think if there's one thing that World could improve on, there's not a lot there to improve on. Um, of course, they can make the game better, but they they nailed the game so good. Uh-huh. But it's that, the individuality. The older Monster Hunters had a lot more unique uh, weapons. You'd be like, oh, look what I got. Fucking, so it's much got, you know, character. You yeah. could tell where the mo- weapons came from because they looked like exactly. that monster. Yeah, I, I agree. I would like to see that. And I'm pretty sure they're aware of that. I would so. say they mm-hmm. definitely received that feedback because oh, yeah. it is. That's that was a very loud uh, statement constantly being thrown out mm-hmm. online all the time. Mm-hmm. Why are these weapons so boring? Why are these weapons so boring? So. And then the last thing I have is I'd like to see uh, it brought to like PC as well at yeah. some point. I mean, at that point, you should put it on everything and just give a crossplay. Do it. Capcom. Do it. Though, that this is a Nintendo game, I, they haven't really been as uh, 
generous, I guess, is where PS4 or PlayStation is starting to move towards. Mm-hmm. They're starting to play around with that PC uh, release. Um, we'll see where that goes, but Nintendo, not so much. I mean, they don't even put their shit on mobile, like, you know, on phones and stuff like that. They make their own games on, on there, but they don't want other things on there. Like, they're very protective of exclusives, which I understand. I know a lot of you guys out there hate exclusives. That's a whole different conversation, but Nintendo and PlayStation for now. Um, are very protective of those exclusives. I'd love to send everything as well, though. I think Monster Hunter can only benefit from more ways to play it, and if you could play it all together. Yeah, yeah. really, at the end of the day, the best way to do it. That's going to come down to who has the majority of the rights to the to, to it. If it's Capcom, yeah. Capcom's totally willing to do PC games. So. Sure. Not yeah. always well, but... Yeah. <laughs> but they definitely put things on PC, so... Capcom, make a fucking Lost Planet, please. Or the first one and just modernize it. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Fucking. Obviously, it's not Monster related, but I'm just thinking of games ported and one of the Lost Plants fucking port was awful on PC. Once you get it set up, the buttons, the game's great, but um, I would love a new fucking Lost Planet. For sure. Everybody's like, Dino Crisis. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I want that Lost Planet more. Dino but Crisis. Dino Crisis would be cool. So yeah, very exciting, very cool looking. I think we're all on the same page. You know, the game's unique looking. It's something different, which is really exciting. Um, Switch exclusive. Looks like it plays well. Looks like it, you know, I agree with you with what you're saying. Looks like some, like the visual kind of reminds me of the older Monster Hunter games, mm-hmm. but definitely the playability looks like a modern Monster Hunter game because uh, if this was on a fucking 3DS, you wouldn't be running up these walls like this. Um, so uh, that, you know, that would not feel very good. So, um, and yeah. Super stoked. Anything else you guys want to add to it? No. No. Next year's going to be great for Monster Hunter. Yeah. What, what was your opinion on the stories? You, you'll wait. I'll wait till you guys play it and tell me how it is. I, never, yeah. I wasn't interested in the first one just because the cutesy look appeal to it didn't. Yeah. didn't That's what threw me off me. originally too, but I just heard the amount of content I heard that was in the game became very appealing. I don't, I don't so. know. I don't know much about the gameplay, but if it doesn't play like regular Monster Hunter, I probably don't have much drive to play it. It's a JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that's what sells me. If it's just a JRPG, I'll fucking take it. But Monster Hunter themes, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to take that from you. I'm just saying, fucking any JRPG that looks colorful and clean, I'm like, what's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> well, and then it has like, the, like a very like almost like Pokemon system yeah. where you get mon monsty eggs and you you raise them and try to get like the best stats and stuff like that. So. And as long as they're not releasing those in in the way of making new Monster Hunters. I don't, I don't, like, I get where you're coming from, where you're like, you know, if it's not a traditional Monster Hunter, I'm not interested. If we stopped getting Monster Hunters like this and started getting those, oh, I would, so I'd be on the same page. Be I'd be so on the same bad. page. I'd be like, no, 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 get rid of the fucking JRPGs, bring back Monster Hunter. But if we're getting them, uh, you know, at the same time, they're developing both these games, it's just more ways to enjoy Monster Hunter. I mean, like, like Final Fantasy in a weird way. Monster Hunter has, like, a... a, a thematic feeling to each monster hunter and, and monsters that people celebrate and love and oh what's your favorite monster what's your favorite monster oh who's this new monster and then they make their way into the next game people are excited for it because mm-hmm. they're excited for those fights and excited to see what new moves they'll do and stuff like that and what old moves they'll do and so um you know that can translate into a jrpg as well bring some of that flavor over but yeah if they're replacing it or we started not getting you know they only make monster in a world and just keep making updates for that which would be great i'm fine with that but then they're just popping out JRPGs, JRPGs. I'd be like, okay, stop developing those. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's go back to what's good. Like, So I, I get that. Um, but yeah, I'm stoked for both. Uh, 
yeah, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about Monster Hunter Rise? Are you guys excited for it? I know you guys are. Um, <laughs> what are you most excited about for this? Is there any information you guys have heard that was not covered in this video? Uh, any rumors you've heard maybe? We can talk about that a bit. What's your favorite monster? What's your very favorite monster you guys saw? This I mean, I don't expect you guys to remember all the names and shit, but... Uh, the Crane. Yeah, the Crane I think is really cool. I like the one that comes in threes, and they're mm -hmm. fucking just spinning around doing, like, martial arts, it looks like. Um, those ones These right ones. there, the great Izuchi. Izuchi. Yeah. They're almost like that, that wind weasel serpent demon thing that they, that they have in Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I just like their animations. They're fucking just, boom! Like, it just seems very martial arts-like. Um... <laughs> Which is funny because they're all just looking like wow, and then this dude. Oh, so that's my favorite. I really love this guy. <laughs> I love the Psyduck. Ugh. Yeah, let's know uh, your favorite monsters, new monsters, and uh, what are you hoping to see in this? Uh, maybe brought from prior games. What new things we'd like to see? New weapons, possibly uh, new mechanics. What do you think about the running on the walls thing? What do you think about riding around on your uh, Palamute and um, the bug? <laughs> That's so scary. That little guy is holding his own, though. He's doing pretty good. Well, he's climbing up him at first, <laughs> and he's just like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. This, this is easier now. Okay. Um, yeah, let us know everything you think about in the comments below. Also, Monster Hunter Stories 2. What do you think about that game? Um, all right. So uh, we did not cover this because this released like earlier in the day when I was working, but uh, we skipped over uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Night City Wire Episode 3. This just came out recently. Uh like two days ago, and we're going to watch it. We've been watching all of these so far and been enjoying them. I don't know if you've made it to one of the reactions for these, so nope. it'll be cool to hear your opinion on that. And, yeah, anything you guys want to say before going into this? One thing I want to say real quick is um, been sold in Cyberpunk since I saw the teaser. Been sold on it on everything I've seen. Been sold on it when I saw the gameplay. All that shit. Super stoked for this game. Nothing's changed. I'm more stoked now than I ever was. Can't wait for this fucking game to come out. I don't need this video. I'm past it. I don't need to see any more stuff. I'm yeah, ready for the game. That's not to say I don't want to see this. I'm, we're going to watch it. I'm stoked to watch it. But if they stop doing these, I'm okay with that. Because I'm just... It's so close. I'm so fucking ready to play this game that I'm just like, let's fucking go, dude. Give me my fucking PS5. Give me my fucking Cyberpunk 2077. I was like, where am I going with this? <laughs> fucking, uh, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for new shit. So, um, yeah. I'm excited to see this. But, uh... Man, I'm just, I'm just ready to go, dude. Any thoughts? Yeah, if I don't get a video card by the time this comes out, I'm going to be pissed. That's my, my computer's going to run this on Max Graphics. I'm, I'm trying to do that. I'm excited. I mean, I was on the fence about the game, and then I heard you could customize your junk, and I'm fully in on it now. <laughs> you were on the fence? <laughs> this game looks fucking amazing. You didn't hear anything about junks. I can control my genitals? All right, give me the game. You can control. The game was really, she's like, boy, about the genitals. Like, oh, no, 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 you can change those. Sold. Give, give, me, give me that. All right, perfect. All right, on that note, uh, let's just jump into this. Hello and welcome to Night City Wire episode three, the show from oh, us at so CD Project Red, where we talk the about all CD Project things Red cyberpunk. 2077. She's got that fucking special edition. taking you on a tour of Night City Everything in a new gameplay video mm -hmm. and have a yeah. chat with senior yeah. level designer Miles. 
Then we're going to introduce you to the gangs of Night City in another new gameplay video and have a chat with Mateusz from our quest team. Then before we finish today's episode, we're going to give you a look at some of the incredible finalists in our PC case modding contest. And we have some information that uh, PC players have been waiting to hear. So let's get started. It's time to take you on a tour of Night City. Yes, please. Okay. Bug snacks. Oh. oh my god, Juanita here. Today's news is Nova Max. Hi, Vin. New to Night City? It's not so bad here. How we feeling today? Because I feel amazing. The food. The tie on 7th and Haywood. The pierogies down by the docks. Our home, snacks. our pride. And as always, your business is my business. And yeah. this is your World News Update. I'm so stoked. I love how I just realized it is everything. Everyone looks so fucking different. Yeah. <laughs> the aesthetic. Endless possibilities and endless lies. We are fucked, America. And I don't know how Fucking we're gonna fix it. The homeless population in Night City has risen by 300%. Crime in Night City is now double the rate than in the new United States. I want to be some kind of hero. I'm still surprised this guy's a fight. Oh, yeah. Won't let you win. On your own? You don't deserve it. You're fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, on that you note, that's it for today's Info Flash. Not really. Tight <laughs> Night City. The grass ain't greener anywhere else. Night City. What does it mean to you? How well do you know its history? Look how clean and colorful it is, but also shit. How many stations yeah. are in the end? I'll say it's got all the cyberpunk No, everything's The answers off. to these questions and more can be found at the address at the bottom of your screen. Check it out and fall in love yeah, with Night website. City Problem. all over again. She pulls my <laughs> well, since Night City is one of our stars of this episode, there is actually quite a lot to talk about. So let's start at the beginning. How did Night City come to be? Because yes, it exists in the world of the tabletop, but uh, how do you take that and make what we've got now? Well, yeah, as you can imagine, making a city that is as big and complex as Night City is is quite the ambitious yeah, so project. First off, we sat down this. and we were really mm -hmm. considering what is it that we wanted to do with Night City. In a way, Night City is 
this style of cyberpunk, right? It is one of its of main characters. We wanted to Dread, make a city the mega, the mega that is yeah, very, very believable, cyberpunk. right? <laughs> I mean, the word immersion gets thrown around a lot, but really, we wanted you to be able to dive into it and feel like this is a real place. And then secondly, we also wanted to provide enough variety That's between districts right so that exploring <laughs> Night City would always be fun, right? There's no point in making a city that is all, all same-ish and, you know, it doesn't really matter where you go because once you've been through one district, you feel like you've been through all of them. Good. So for that, we first off started taking a look at the real-life geography that Night City is located on and that would be on the coast of California. Knowing that Night City would be a coastal city gave us a bit of insight into what we would expect nice from the city like layout. You'd expect huge industrial areas that would facilitate this kind of trade that you would assume a, kind, a city of this type would have with the world. And then we went through and actually divided the city into several districts, six of them. And some of them are based on the uh, original lore. We decided to give their own characteristics in terms of um, architecture, their demographics, the kind of people that would live there, and also the function within the city. Each of these districts in turn, we divided into further sub-districts, which we further characterized oh, using the more grand theme of the larger district. This process, I think, has resulted in a city that is, feels quite alive, has a lot oh, of character, um, where each district feels like really its own it. distinct zone Shadow without yeah. feeling separated uh, from the larger picture. Have, like, and that results in something that allows the so. player to easily navigate even the complex concrete jungles of Night City simply by looking around and always having a rough idea where you actually are. But Night City is clearly so different from anything we've ever created with The Witcher. Can you give us some idea about, or some insight into just how big and like how densely packed Night City really is? Yes, um, so yes. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying that Night City is easily the most complex thing that I or the others have worked on. The city cool. is super organic, right? It's not like a chessboard layout, but the, the layout of the city is crazy. And you can tell that it grew in phases, right? Where buildings have been built on top of each other. Yeah, and uh, I guess the mega buildings that we have showcased are a great example of this. Um, you'll actually see that they are located on a, some kind of pillar you know, and then expand outside and then up, up high into the sky. And underneath it, you'll have space for other buildings. This yields a lot of interesting experiences when it comes to exploration. And that's like the, the one thing I'm most excited about for players to experience. We've been saying that our exploration is super again, vertical, right? But what this really look. means is that it changes Yeah, I don't know. I know in the early part the of the development, they said they wanted the buildings to look like that. Even in the teaser, you saw the buildings and then metallic buildings above it. Oh, there's a castle on a hill over there, I'll try to get there and then you'll be lost in the way. But here it's much more intimate, much more moment to moment. You might be roaming the cities and um, get a call by your fixer who informs you about a job nearby that you might be able to do, right? Or you find an alleyway and you walk down one of the many, many alleyways that the city has to offer and it's always a surprise. You don't know if you might stumble upon some gangers hanging out that are up to no good. Sometimes, and these are the moments that I often get surprised with, you even stumble upon the odd elevator that is meant to connect parts of the, you know, different layers of the city. And it's quite astonishing sometimes to see where you come out when you enter one of these and, you know, find that, oh, this is actually how it connects to the world. That's crazy. And now I'm here and now I know there's a shortcut that I can take. That's and neat. again, this all serves to 
really enhance this sense of wonder that we all come to love from open world games and the whole city is built to cater to that. I mean, you guys have really brought Night City to life and I really want to make a point of that. It is a living, breathing city. So as a level designer, can you give us some insight into those little touches that you guys have made? Because I hear you guys have even been placing rubbish by hand. Oh yes, um, we've been placing quite a bit of rubbish and that's certainly one of the more glorious parts of being a level designer <laughs> or an environment artist where you get to litter fucking, the streets that, that you've awesome. spent time building with the garbage. But it's details such as this that um, we find really important to make the city feel alive and also we take great pride in the process of making this right we have a lot of fun actually placing all of what we call mini stories right these are little encounters um, that you can find when you simply walk along the streets of course we have huge quests right side quests we have lots of side activities that you can do but it always is nice to just kind of Stop down for a minute and take a look at your surroundings and um, that we have so lovingly one of the created and try to see games. if there maybe isn't like, something that you can like be a little detected for. Yeah. Outside now, of a rock one other thing game, that I think is really, really like, cool is also the fact that they we put have the work in, but actually named every single street in the same city. Work in so these guys are not only will NPCs be able to communicate their locations or the locations they want you to visit by sort of referring to the street names, but also you will be able to talk to your friends about it in that way, right? Have you been to Poplar Street in Japantown, for example? Yeah, streets where I live now. Um, and <laughs> I think this is a small detail, but the philosophy that we have with these kind of things is that, you know, many, many small things contribute to the sum of it, which is hopefully then you being able to explore a city that you feel is truly alive and uh, that you haven't been experiencing before. Uh, well, Miles, thank you so much for giving us your insight. I suppose when the game launches, you could be an official Night City tour guide instead, right? I might be, yeah. You know, uh, if this game dev thing doesn't work out for me, I might might uh, right, retire and become a tour be guide stupid. in Night City. Yeah, that game Don't forget really that well. if you are tuning in late or if you just want to watch anything again, we will be uploading everything to our channels mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. Now. From the Sixth Street to the Valentinos, it's time to introduce you to the gangs of Night City. Time to pick your club, boys. So sorry, you're gonna be a corpo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanna be a stripper. I'm be a real piece of shit. I'm gonna be a stripper. What do it? Hopefully you can do that. You know how things work in Night City. Stronger survive, but that's how things stand. You're either somebody or you fizzle out into nothing. Then C ain't a city that lets you get by without buddies. Be very careful, my friend. We are all so far from home. Which gang's the city's biggest and baddest, according to the NCPD? Scavs hold the body count title. Or Maelstrom, depending on the season. One time, a Maelstrom ganger killed a young kid right in front of my eyes. For shits and giggles. Chrome-sucking psychos. And who the fuck are you to say what can and can't be? I'm gonna introduce you to our meat grinder. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. About time we had some fun! Take Maelstrom's But their fucking hey, skull is now changed from it. Just a gang like any other, right? Take the Valentinos. Mm. They follow God and the Santa Madre. Honor means something to them. How'd you meet Jack Halligan? Started out together. In the Valentinos? No, in the fucking Bible book club. I gotta give style points to the Valentinos. Damn, I was taking the punishment yeah. for every occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Gangsterlife.com. Quick shout out to everyone in Haywood in Santo Domingo. Lately, the Valentinos and Sixth Street have had a bigger bone to pick. Sixth Street, why'd they want to wipe you? I don't know, can't fucking stand Tinos. Fucking suck. I've dealt with Sixth Street before. We do the run, they'll transfer the cred. Come on, let's go before Sixth Street shows up. Shut, shut, shut! Any more Second Amendment fans in the house, huh? Uh, hate those bastards. Vomit lofty patriotic bullshit all day. Time to bring on the future. Any idea how many attacks from behind the black wall we neutralized? If the voodoo boys breach the black yeah. wall, we'll all be fucked. Voodoo boys. Urban myth, I thought. Just net runners spooking each other. No such gang. You know, I heard a few things about you. The voodoo boys. Best runners in town. You do not steal mm. from the voodoo boys. I hey, see. Pause for them, Pacifica's just hate. Feel like actually their own cut off from game. the rest of yeah. the city. They actually said earlier they, they wanted our to feel like that. Until last week, the animals crawled in. Animals are the craziest fucking gang in this This isn't going to pass character progression. Mm. <laughs> He's not going to get past Break the junk slider. <laughs> like, mm, no. Animals aren't the play here, are they? It's like, which one? They're hired muscles. Sounds. I'm business. I fucked you over. <laughs> fucked the gang over. Somewhere at the start of the story, somebody fucked the corp. See how this works now? Husband's new Westbrook, very high in the tiger claws. They did what made the best eddies, sold sex and black market tin. Sword. See a lot of tigers. They run this place. Know what else they do well? Break the knees of people who ask questions. Gotta do something. Shut the fuck up. The tigers will kill us. Come on, baby. That's the most amazing thing I've seen. This is my game right here. The So people took matters into their own hands. Folk went ballistic, girls, so that's like pimps, outcasts, the, the whole yeah. freak show. It's how the mocks got started. Think you're some kind of gangoo now, huh? Us moxes have each other's backs. We look out for one another. Yep. You looking for some company tonight? How'd you hook up with the mocks? I thought Susie and the gang could really change something in this city. Moxes and nomads don't seem so different. Both seem to yammer a lot about community, solidarity. Tell me about the Badlands. Not much going on out here. Oh, contraire. This is an ecosystem. Nomads, wrapped in shiv, corporations, so and drifters, they form a complete whole. Remove one part, the delicate balance topples. Here in the Aldecaldos, it all stays in the family. Classic dilemma. What comes first, family or the outside world? This family will go to hell and back. Everyone so in this city lives in their own bubble. And either you fly high or sink into quicksand. Ooh, that was cool. Mm -hmm. cool. Mateusz, thank you so much for joining us. I have personally been really excited to give people a closer look at the gangs. We've shown a little bit on Twitter, but their styles are so distinct. Yes, I enjoyed them a lot as well in our game. I think they're very cool. But let's start then with the kind of role that they play, because gangs really do and play really a solid. prominent role in I Night City, really cool. correct? Yes, definitely. The gangs, they rule the streets of Night City. You know, they have the newest cyberware, they have the newest weaponry, and they are really a power that everyone needs to take into account when they are thinking of operating in Night City. You will encounter them as you explore the city, of course, but also as you complete main quests, side quests, uh, different jobs for the, for the fixers. Uh, sometimes you might even get hired by them. But then, I suppose everybody's thinking then, can you join a gang? Well, V is a merc, 
And Mercs of Night City are this unique, distinct group that stick mostly to themselves, right? And they get jobs from variety of factions. They can get jobs from corporations, they can get jobs from gangs, they can get jobs from uh, different kind of like influential clients. Because of this, nobody will ever trust a Merc to be one of them, right? The fuck and the gangs are no exception here. They are looking only for like people that they know will be loyal to them, right? And that they will fight for their cause all of the time, not just some of the times when it's profitable to them. So because of this, we will mostly stick to the afterlife. And the afterlife are this group of mercs, this legendary group of mercenaries in Night City. They get the best jobs, they get the most money, the best clients and so on. So if you want to become a legend in Night City, you are going to the afterlife. So we've obviously mentioned distinct style then. So does that mean there are kind of special gang-themed weapons and items and clothing for players to find and use? Yes, definitely. There are different vehicles that you can drive, for example. There are cars, there are motorbikes. Um, then, of course, there are different uh, pieces of clothing uh, themed after gangs. Uh, there are weapons and so on. So yeah, definitely there are things to look forward to. I suppose as somebody who's spent as much time as you have kind of getting to know the gangs, I have to ask, which is your favorite and why? <laughs> so I would have to say probably Maelstrom, uh, simply because they have this unique, distinct feel uh, and this weird aesthetic about them. So the idea about Maelstrom is they are people who want to cross the boundary between the machine and human, right? They are changing so much of their body with cyberware that they no longer look human, really. On top of that, they are also very unpredictable. Uh, it's very difficult to say what they will do at any point when you meet them. Uh, at one moment, they can be shaking hands with you, and at the other moment, you know, they will pull gun out, gun out on you, and they bring in this element of chaos into the game, which I really enjoy, personally. Oh, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. It's always interesting to learn right? what uh, your favorite gang is. I think it kind of tells me a little bit about you. Oh, does it? What does it say about me? We'll talk about that later. Uh, but for now, before we wrap up today's episode, we asked people to show us their creativity and design a PC case mod, cyberpunk style. Our panel of judges selected five finalists and we teamed them up with professional case modders to bring their concept to reality. Cool. These five amazing designs will be fighting for the main prize, an Alienware Aurora PC along with other awesome gaming peripherals. Brought to you by our partners, Alienware, Nvidia and SteelSeries. Let's see the mods. I absolutely love this one. The whole aesthetic works with each other. I don't think you're making that. Absolutely next level. Honestly, kind of terrifying. Exactly the type of thing I would expect to find at a trade show. It really looks like it could have come straight out of the game. If it wasn't for the fact it had to be that alien where. <laughs> <laughs> 
to watch the full PC case modding video and to get more information about when the winning design will be available on charity auction, stay tuned to our social media channels. Looking at those PC case mods, it reminds me that we do have one more thing to reveal. If you're going to be playing Cyberpunk 2077 on PC when it launches this November, we do have some specs to share that I think some of you have been waiting for. The minimum system requirements for Cyberpunk are a Windows 7 or 10 PC, an Intel Core i5 3570K or AMD FX 8310, eight gigs of RAM and an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 780 or an AMD Radeon RX 470. In the storage department, the game will take up roughly 70 gigs of space. Although it will mm. run off a HDD, oh, we same. do recommend like, an SSD. The As for the recommended yeah. specs, you're in the green if you're rocking Windows 10, yeah, an Intel like Core i7-4790, or AMD Ryzen 3-3200G, 12 gigs of RAM, and an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1060 or AMD Radeon R9 yeah. Fury. Probably I don't have this to process. Thank you so much for joining us for episode three of Night City Wire. Don't forget that if you've missed card. anything yeah, or if you just want to watch again, computer. we will be uploading you're everything gonna, you'll still to be able our play channels it. shortly. And we will be back soon with yeah, episode four. Good question. Never play a game ever if you can't play at the max graphics. <laughs> Also, the game does have uh, uh, ray tracing and stuff in it, so. Yeah. Alright, what do we think? I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's amazing every time. And they, mm -hmm. they. Every time I'm like, oh, they showed me everything. I don't really. There's nothing for them to show me that I'm wrong every time, apparently, because knowing that there's like that many gangs and how different they all look and be able to see different sections of the city and how densely designed it is. And even with all the, the them showing like the, the TV personalities and stuff like that, I, I don't know, man, like it's, there's so much work in this game. It's insane. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really appreciate it. It, it. It's a living, breathing world and um, I just can't wait to explore it. Yeah. Chris? I, you can tell that they put a lot of love into this game because I mean, they're, even putting down like like this is rubbish manually by hand, so it's just generated. They're going mm. they're specifically that they're putting it in so it feels more realistic. Which you, like they don't have to do that, but they're doing it because they have they care that much about this game and succeeding, which is really neat. yeah. And uh, I, I just like the variety, like the real variety of like the gangs that you have. They're not just like very generic. They feel very much like unique and individual, and they have their own color schemes and weapon schemes. It seems like mm -hmm. a lot of care put into this so far. It's just it's really exciting to see. Yeah. Um... Although the end of this kind of felt a little weaker just because it's more like, you know, PC specs, which is something we need to see. But um, and then the PC case thing, which is cool. Uh, seeing the the gangs was very fucking cool to kind of get to see and meet all the different looks and you know locations of them. Um, but also seeing, you know, uh, this whole play out of the city and seeing like, you know, the vibe of it and juxtapositions of different kinds of parts of the city really fucking cool um kind of like what you said you know every time i'm like oh it looks great blah blah, blah and they got something new to show us i guarantee i guarantee when this game comes out we still haven't seen everything yeah um which is great because there's some games i always bring up watchdogs as being one of the prime examples when i played that game after it was shown off so much i felt like i'd already played it and this game they're showing a lot but they're also not showing 
a lot in the mm-hmm. sense of like they're not showing you like a 40 minute gameplay thing it, they did that one time but like that was early on but like we're still not getting someone just playing the game in front of us and like even if they did i feel like they'd still it, when they say they've like done so much work to make it like complex it really does seem like it every time they show off this game i'm seeing newer newer shit um which is really fucking cool um I mean, this map is going to be smaller than The Witcher 3's map, but then um, that's fine. But the amount of detail and work they're putting into the complexity of the city, but also what's going on in it, is is more exciting to me than the size of a map. We've talked about that a million times on the show, and I'm really on on the side of you know we're we're post uh, the biggest map ever. Unless you can densely populate that with shit that matters, I don't give a fuck about the size of the map anymore. I care about the complexity of it. I care about how much it's living and breathing, how much there's things to do, how much uh, exploration matters. I don't want to play a game that you go down an alleyway and it's just like, okay, well, this is a dead end. I'll go back this way. and Or you do a mission, you go down that way, and now you got to backtrack this way, and there's nothing going on. Like, you know, I, I want a city that I want to uh, not want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this game does seem like it's going to offer that, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, all in all, uh, every time, you know, I kind of said at the beginning, I'm ready for this game. I'm ready for this game to come out. Uh, I'm glad I watched that because it got me, it got me pumped. Every time I see something on this game, I get pumped for it. So um, I love that it has its own um, identity uh, outside of just being cyberpunk, which they've done and nailed. But even like the music they've made for this game, everything about it just seems like they're offering you something with this game that a lot of people just can't offer you. They haven't, they haven't invested themselves this much into a game and that's not even bad some people want to make a game for three years and that's good when you games that are not going to take like a long time to make but uh and then sometimes games take forever to make and then they don't turn out that well and this seems like it's going to be one of the cases where you had a game uh that people are super dedicated to put a lot of time into a lot of care into and it's, i think it's going to pay off it really looks like it from what i've seen so far this is already a game that i have to play i know i'm gonna like this game and i know there's stuff here that they're not even showing yet um just because of yeah, just the amount of densely packed detail and that they put into this game, I, I feel like we've barely touched the surface. So, um, all in all, really cool episode of uh, Night City Wire. I'm wondering what they'll do next. I'm not even gonna try and guess because uh, each one of these has been kind of a surprise for me. And uh, yeah, I'd probably grade this one probably like a B, just because. Um, the parts that were really good were really good, but towards the end it kind of tapered off in some of the more communal stuff that I don't care as much about, hmm. I guess. You know, Charity's great. I love that. And I love that people are designing towers, but I don't really care too much about that. So, um, But the gang stuff and the city stuff, very cool. Very excited. What would you guys grade it? Yeah, probably stick with B. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was intriguing. It wasn't like super like crazy hype. But it was definitely very intriguing and, and exciting. But like you said, when it got down to like the, the tail end of it, it just kind of tapered off. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing that left off with big. I'd say the last one was one where they did the weapons, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one, that one Which was is awesome. awesome yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. I'll have to make Chris watch it. <laughs> Someday. You know, I'll just play the game when it comes out. All right, anything else you guys want to say? <sighs> NVIDIA, hurry up and stock some video cards so I can play this at full. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to listen. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about this episode of uh, Night City Wire, episode three. Um, what your favorite parts? What were your least favorite parts? Um, I've already had a couple people tell me that they were not as stoked about this one as the prior episodes, which I kind of understand where you're coming from. Um, and, 
yeah, are you still sold on this game? Are you still kind of like going, oh, I'm not sure? Um, I feel like not a lot of you are. Um, <laughs> everyone I talked to is like, yeah, dude. Um, I think I've only really talked to one person who was like, hmm. I've talked to a couple of people. Um, I've talked to people who are going to pick it up, but they're not like stoked on it. Um, they're more like curious to see, which is so weird to me because I love like cyberpunk as a genre so much that I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, it's fine. Like, have your opinion. But I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you like? <laughs> they're like, oh, it looks okay. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> this literally doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm so confused because there's not other games like this. Like, the closest thing is Deus Ex, which is great, but not even on this fucking scale. Um but yeah, most excited uh, feature that you saw here. What gang do you, what gang do you thought think was the coolest one? Moxies. Moxies. What kind of question is that? I don't remember the names, but um, I definitely liked the uh, like the Asian like Chinatown style. Tiger yeah. Claw. Yeah, and then second to that, I actually kind of agree with the guy where I like the the cybernetic gang, but that's just because Maelstrom, it, yeah. it's Maelstrom. thematically what I expect. Hookers. So. Hookers and cross and, and, and hose. I, I like that they have it's not my favorite but I like that they have a like patriotic one just to kind of mm. mix it up a bit and be a little less cliche I guess to yeah. have something that's like you know different um but yeah I, I agree with you the the tiger claw and the uh the maelstrom are my two uh more interested ones just because uh, uh maelstrom's neat for the technological aspect of it um voodoo boys are cool too though I like that they're like a bunch of fucking hackers essentially mm-hmm. it's pretty neat that they don't even know if they exist cause you know it's just like all this fucking um cyber shit but uh um, plugged in for too long yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah Maelstrom's really cool cause I love that idea of losing your humanity to technology and the and the strive to become you know more technologically intricate you're losing yourself in it and, and when you look at their heads and they're you know completely mechanical or halfway mechanical it's fucking neat and then yeah the the fucking tiger claw one um really neat just because it's japanese aesthetic shit well there's just so many like melee weapons that they showed off during that part two which we haven't really seen yeah Um, swords and stuff yeah yeah one like they weren't just like what you like that vibrant blue one i was like oh that's really cool like that's not what i would have expected well the guy with the fucking dual blades they were like fucking lit up and shit really cool um i was a little surprised not to see like uh an anti uh tech anti you know cyberware like group though because that usually like a cult or something yeah it usually kind of exists yeah ghost in the shell well, in, in all cyberpunk things, there's always a sect of people who are like purists. Yeah, you yeah. humans aren't meant to be like this. So, which would definitely be a thing mm-hmm. for sure. Someone's gonna go, "I'm not doing that." Yeah. Um, just like people are like, "You can't get tattoos. That's crazy." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, but let's know what gang's your favorite one. Which one's your least favorite one? And uh, let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to cyberpunk in the comments below. It's coming out so fucking soon, guys. I'm so stoked. Um, and then, yeah, it's that time where we read you guys' comments and, uh, respond to them. Make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment, uh, if you'd like to be considered on the show. Otherwise, I pick at random, so, uh, hashtag AskTLG on your comment. Uh, we got a, we had a weird snag this last week where TastyCast had to be uploaded twice, and, uh, it released at one point, but it's still blocked, and I had to let YouTube fucking mute a part of the video, and then they re-released it but i don't think they told people about it so if you didn't get a chance to watch that tasty cast make sure to go, ch- uh, go check that out um but yeah uh we didn't get any comments on that one which is cool 
but we got comments on this video. So uh, yeah, we covered, or we, I did, uh, I covered the PS5 shortage that um, was taken fucking back real fast. I should probably talk about that real quick. Uh, so in Tasty Tuesday, I covered that there was going to be a PS5 shortage originally. They said that there's going to be 15 million PS5s made uh, and shipped out for launch. And then they had to cut that back to 11 million. And then after I read that on IGN and GameSpot, uh, and then I did the video, I edited it, I put it up, I uploaded it, checked Twitter, GameSpot, and fucking IGN were like, oh, Sony, uh, we contacted Sony, they said that's not real. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, so. <laughs> we we did some journalism. <laughs> <laughs> we did our jobs. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, it's real. But I got, I got mine pre-ordered, so I guess I'm one of the millions, but uh, hopefully there's plenty of them. Um, and then, yeah, I talked about uh, Take-Two CEO doesn't think cloud gaming is the future. His uh, his words, as opposed to uh, the article saying that he said it's not the future, he really was saying financially he doesn't see it being profitable for him. And as the dude who, uh, you know, is over um, Grand Theft Auto uh, Five and um, and its success, uh, you know, I, I, I think he knows what he's talking about when it comes to that. Although he also said he's not into VR and um and uh fuck it doesn't take two does it take two over see oh god i swear that they've they've overlooked another company that's in vr games i can't remember anyway uh th they make a lot of money so when he says he's not viewing things as financially viable for him i kind of believe it but uh i think it's hard to deny that there will be a lot more cloud gaming in the future which would make the future of gaming cloud-based inevitably i think i feel like um yeah so we got a comment from runty that says i think that streaming is likely the future of gaming but i agree that the technology is not quite there yet though i think this also has an impact on the other examples you brought up as well physical versus digital in general technology will just get better uh more pervasive and eventually the switch to digitally or digital everything will happen maybe not in our lifetimes i do worry that we will start to see gaming become more like social media it's an interesting point we also are we already see this with many mobile games these services are designed to keep you engaged and to predict your behavior to their own financial benefit it's a slippery slope in fact facebook knows uh when you're hungry and when you go to the bathroom Ew. through its algorithms uh this comment brought to you by raid shadow legends <laughs> thoughts um yeah i mean i i pretty much agree when it comes to uh, they're gonna they're gonna make a push for it um, as an industry anyways just because it's, it's purely in their benefit and they can sell it to us as convenience but they get full control over it at that point makes piracy more difficult makes cheating more difficult and uh, all profits go directly to them so yeah I don't know I, I agree the technology is not quite there yet I think I, I mean I don't know much super much about like you know net technology but like Google Fiber if it's mm -hmm. more readily available everywhere, we'll make a big change because that service is a lot powerful, a lot more powerful than normal internet. I say we have fiber here, so there you go. Um, and that would make streaming a lot easier. It's just it's a matter of the net services. I know like the middle of the U.S. in particular has really bad internet oh, services. Yeah. Um, well, even outside of the United States, people don't recognize that. Like, and people are like, "Oh, in Europe, well, cool. Europe's not the world. Like, yeah. there's a lot of countries that have shit internet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you listen to Microsoft talk about stuff, you want to talk to Dean Takahashi. He was saying like Microsoft already kind of accepts that they got a lot of people, 
but they're trying to figure out how to get people who don't play video games to play video games. So if they're thinking in that sense, they're also going to be thinking about if we're going to stream games, any company, how can we make sure everybody's going to get to be able to play it? And mm-hmm. if you've got all these countries that aren't going to be able to play it effectively, it's not going to be the standard. Right. right. They're going to they're go for where the money's at. Well, and you got companies out there trying to make the internet accessible everywhere too. Like, um, I think it's Elon Musk's yeah. uh, project to put satellites all around the, the world that well, originally they want to put balloons. It was balloons, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I know they already have like over a hundred satellites up now at this point. Um, that they they're just trying to make this whole network that anywhere you are, you can have access to the internet. So it's kind of crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it kind of freaks me out a little. But <laughs> should everything should scare you? <laughs> Anything new should be scary. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, and so in these conversations, it's always interesting to talk about like what the future may be. And I always say the future is from now till whenever. So like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to fathom a future very far into the future where everything isn't being streamed. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense. But again, the market will always dictate that until mm-hmm. the market doesn't need to matter to that. Uh, so if people don't want to buy it and they're not making money on it, they're not going to do it. They'll uh, backpedal real quick, yeah. yeah. Vinyls, books, all that shit are things where the market said, fuck you, I don't want that. I want the traditional stuff still. And uh, we'll see what happens here. But again, what I said in that episode, and I'll say it again, is I view streaming as for now and into the uh, you know not too distant future to be a complement to gaming. And we're already seeing it with uh, Flight Simulator, uh, the newest one. Um, there's a mode that you can play that's just straight up the game, and then there's a mode you can play that uses streaming technology to, um, I think, load in like satellite or from satellites like weather and stuff like that that's going on in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right. that's being streamed. So you're playing a game that's downloaded over 100 gigs, but you also have stuff that's being streamed to the game uh, dynamically. And so with these technologies becoming more accessible, I think you're going to see new and creative ways that's going to be used outside of just straight up playing the game. Mm-hmm. And then I think you will be able to play these games if you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be a thing you can do on the side like I'm doing with uh, xCloud right now. It's not my primary way of playing games. I don't even want to fucking play my games like that. But it's neat when I'm on my way to work or fucking when I'm at work or if I'm out and about doing something and I want to fucking play something. It's right there. It's neat. So. Yeah, I still think it's going to be the, the, the standard is eventually of gaming. I feel I like it has to be. It's going to be. I mean, yeah. you mean, you'll get Netflix now. People mm-hmm. people don't buy a lot of movies anymore. Not the, a lot of people I know. Maybe like once in a while they'll buy one that thinks it's really neat, like they're really special to them. They'll yeah. buy that physical copy. But people just bought Netflix, digital movies. It's just it's just how things are going these days. I had a guy on Twitter telling me the streaming was in the future for like anything. And I'm like, tell that to fucking uh, Blockbuster. Tell that to... <laughs> Uh, DVD sales, Blu-ray sales. Uh, tell that to everyone who's fucking on Netflix, Disney Plus. Uh, tell that to people who use Spotify. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you talking about? Spotify if you books. if you can do it with games, why would you not? It's yeah. the it's the only thing that's not being streamed right now, mm-hmm. and they're working on it. So obviously, it seems as though they're trying to get it to happen. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing to, for people to kind of deny that. I know people who are all on board, like, fuck, fuck physical, fuck all this shit. Like, I just want, you know, streamed. I think there's a whole conversation to be had there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but at some point, you know, I could see, I can see a future where like whatever the fuck we're carrying on us or wherever the fuck we have implanted in us, uh, in the future where we do all of our social media stuff, where we watch movies, stuff like that. I can see coming home and, uh, 
just straight from your phone while you're on there, just load up a game, it's on your TV, and then you pick your controller of choice and just start playing, you don't think about anything. Yep. You just go, I wanna play that game. And then it just does it, or you do it from your TV, but I say on your phone, because I feel like everything eventually is gonna be connected to whatever device you are always using at all times, and I see that being phones. These eventually will be in us, but um, to some, in some degree. But, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it just makes sense for me to do that um and then they'll find ways to sell physical stuff to people because i know people are always going to want to collect things i'm not sure. i'm not seeing that in decline anywhere no. Um, no, i think people naturally enjoy collecting yeah so well okay, we're, no one wants to live in a bleak future where you're in a white fucking walled room with nothing on the walls and everything's fucking digital and you just load up your lights and just like there's nothing there's there's no design to it and it's just like that just sounds like an awful, like, fucking Soviet Union future where everything's just bleak <laughs> and shitty. And the only thing that is good is the the digital games you can stream onto your TV. Really, the closest thing I can see... You, being, it's all that you have. People being okay with that is, um, if you remember in Cloud Atlas, where they're in, like, essentially like a warehouse-style room. Yeah, And that's the whole wild. thing holograms into whatever appearance you want. The ghost in the shell. Which is cool and depressing at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're sitting in a fucking metal box and you're I like, mean, let's make it look nice. Reality is perception. And if you perceive yeah. that room to look like that, that's the reality. Yeah. It's delusion, <laughs> though. <laughs> Life is a delusion. Some people. I'm pretty on it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? You said? Uh, and then what do you think about what she says about the... Um, the mobile games and kind of the social media aspects that could uh, be pervasive into that. Do you guys have any opinion on that? Not so much. I kind no. of feel it when I play Street Fighter and fucking it's advertising to me while I'm trying to play or when I'm on Xbox and I'm in the middle of playing a game and it pauses me and goes, hey, you want Xbox Live? I'm like, yeah, maybe at a time that you're not fucking bothering me when I'm playing a game. How's that? They're going to keep toying with it until they find a spot where people aren't complaining about it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Capcom, I was just giving them a lot of props earlier. Capcom has been one of the leaders of like just going like, is advertising okay to do in games? But like, <laughs> no. And they're like, mm, sure, can we just a, do this anyway? Just a little bit of ads? No, none. I don't know. I feel like they, I think he'll accept it if we just like do a certain amount. So many creative ways they could be doing it that they're not doing it. Like, you can literally just put product placement inside the game yeah. as a, that world has insert cola brand here like ubisoft is this a couple companies have done that before yeah and that just makes sense to me because it's it? yeah Company. that was yeah. blatant though. That was, but it was still it was exactly and coleman all the coleman camera yep. equipment yeah but see that one felt i don't better. like i don't yeah. like that shit in fucking final fantasy 15 though because that <laughs> shit doesn't belong in final fantasy 15 if it was like a like a hunting game perfect mm -hmm. i would not even question it you play a racing game and i was like fucking supers in this that's a little fucking on the nose what's up with these advertisements so it's 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 like if you play something else and like there's a pepsi can on the table a lot of people are going to go oh, fucking death stranding yeah people mm -hmm. are like uh what was it monster mm -hmm. yep. they're like you yep. see the monster cans i don't know i got over that real quick though because it, it was just a drink yeah and if you play far enough you replace it with beer anyway Mm. Well, and the other thing too is like, how does it feel like the to use the cup of noodle thing? Uh, when he's talking about cup of noodle, the voice actor's tone is not even the character anymore. He literally is just monotone advertising cup of noodles, mm -hmm. so it doesn't even feel natural. Period. Just because he sounds like a robot at that point. 
He's like, I love cup of noodle. You can add all sorts of things to spice it up like this and this and this. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, this is so more bad. Than a giant cup of noodle hat. <laughs> right at least, at least that's funny. Demons. It's not like Final Fantasy is like uh, <laughs> hasn't done like goofy stuff before. I mean, look at like some of the weapons in like Final Fantasy VII, like the, the nail bat and stuff like that. I mean, umbrellas. Yeah, but it's yeah. not a Nerf bat. And they're not talking about Nerf. Sure, for nothing. Well, that, that's my point. Like, there, there's a, a point of like, are we just being goofy or are we just blatantly advertising? Mm. They're, they're blatantly advertising. Yeah. They're being goofy to cover for it, but they're blatantly advertising. Sure. They took money to put that in the game. But I don't care, because if, if they want to do it, they want to do it. It didn't ruin the game for me. It's just mm-hmm. something that you definitely know. You're like, oh, I don't know about that. But, uh, but I mean, I just I feel like I brought up a pretty decent point with the fucking racing game. Like, those are all companies. Yeah. And no one questions that, because you like cars, so you're like, oh, right, I want to drive the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... You know, there's no one in a game that's going to see a Pepsi can and go, oh, right, I want to drink the Pepsi. I love Pepsi. But it's still product. I mean, like, it's it's so, you got to kind of pick and choose that kind of thing, I guess. Um, and I feel like that is a, a better way to do advertising. I will take Final Fantasy XV's dorky ass cup of noodle over the game pausing and asking me to purchase something any day. Uh, yes, um, yeah. They're both cheesy, but one's annoying. The other one, I'm not, I cannot wear the cup of noodle hat. No, you can't. It's just glued on you forever. Have to wear it. Once you put it on, it's stuck. You're just cup of noodle now forever. <laughs> well, just like real cup of noodles. It's also a side quest, so like you can <laughs> you can technically avoid it. Yeah. So <laughs> my biggest gripe with the cup of noodle and Coleman shit in Final Fantasy 15 is it does not fit the aesthetic of Final Fantasy 15. Mm. If it's in another game, I wouldn't have cared as much. Or if they at least like made up something that looked like it belonged in that world. Yeah, just mm-hmm. because, yeah, if it was a futuristic cup of noodle thing or something like that, it'd be different. But, like, that's a different world mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. It's a fancy world. It's a futuristic world. And they're like, cup of noodle. You guys know cup of noodle. Coleman? You guys know Coleman. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't. Why the fuck are you talking about it? But, uh, but yeah, outside of those more blatant things, there's definitely a lot of ways you become more intrusive with, uh, with um, you know, social media type designs and mobile gaming stuff like that. You're just going to be clever Advertising. With it. That's the problem. You need to be clever with it if you're going to include it into your game. You really need to be really clever about it. Otherwise, it just feels very intrusive. Yeah. I agree. You guys played Raid Shadow Legends? Nope. Huh? Have you ever played Raid Shadow Legends? Who? <laughs> I haven't either. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've met like two... I've talked to like two people who have. That's about it. So. I know of no one who plays that. That's probably good. I heard somebody say it wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. I won't find out. Uh, thank you for the comment, Runty, and uh, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said. And then we got Keith saying pretty bloodshot eyes there, which she's referring, I, I assume, to me, unless there's someone in the video. I don't know who you're talking to here, son. I'm tired. I'm always tired. Was that like a wake up before work and film? Oh, yeah. No, I woke up, fucking did this. I was half asleep when I did it. And uh, they're, not that, they're not that fucking bloodshot. They're kind of bloodshot. <laughs> Are you implying I'm high? I'm fucking tired because I was tired. I promise. So the first one's super unlikely. The second one is pretty likely. Yeah, I don't smoke the fucking devil. Devil's fucking cabbage. <gasps> Devil's lettuce. Yeah. Ooh. And then Jeremy said, "Hey, are you guys reacting to the event live? Just asking, so I can make sure to catch the stream." We did. We did. We and did you do were it, there. and you were there. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for hanging out. <laughs> I'm glad we could get that info over to you. I did respond. Um. Yeah, so thank you for all the comments we got this week. Uh, They're all very appreciated. And, um, yeah, if you want your comment to be 
on the show on Tastycast, which won't be the next weekend because we got Plus Club and Game of the Month, I think, coming up really soon. Uh, make sure to type in hashtag STLG on your comment. Otherwise, I will pick a comment or two or three or four or five at random. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tastecast, episode 125. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Twitter, f- Facebook, TikTok, A Taste of Gaming. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get the rhythm in my head. I gotta get a fucking way to say that. Fucking Facebook, TikTok, Face, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. the Twitter, the Twitter, and uh, yeah, we have Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us in audio form, we have more and more people listening, which is great. Um, we have a Patreon link down below as well. You can uh, support the channel if you would like to do that. It's very appreciated. Thank you. And um, anything else? Discord. We have. Did that. We have stuff. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Until the next episode, which will be Taste Tuesday. Have a good weekend, guys, and take it easy.